Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. Berm is not playing Candy Crush, but he's lost something, probably his note card. Uh, it's road beers again. You may have noticed that we uh, took last week off, and we actually just had some other important things to do, and Chives was out uh, wandering the wilderness of uh, uh, around Athens and bringing me back our true Chive by some Jackie O's beer um, to kick that right off the top. But Berm's down there. I'm Austin Ward. That's Chives, Spencer Holbrook. We are back this week, and really, uh, we hope you missed us, and we hope you come back to this one. But it continues. I missed everyone. I missed you. Yeah, missed for you all. Sanity. I did. I, I did want to say that, like, getting through the our daily work and our content, like this is just like an extra off season. But the weird part is that I'm used to being around you guys almost every day in person, and I'm starting to really feel that, like, you guys are important to me to be around wow. and hang out with and drink beers. Yeah. Yeah. That tears are coming fast. and Shit. My allergies are acting up. So if this is the best we can do, this is the best we can do, but I, you know, not even getting a chance to get together to, to talk about random stuff last week. Um, you know, that kind of sucked. I don't, I need this to be over for a lot of reasons, but I just want to hang out. I can handle it. Um, yeah, man, honestly, I told you earlier this week that I, I feel like I'm on the verge of a breakdown. Um, I realize I'm a, I'm a fairly, like, uh, introspective person. I know people I, – I, I like time by myself, um, and I like being sort of locked away from people. But at the same time, at, at some juncture, you're like, okay, let's, I, I am the ninth of 11 children after all, so I have grown up my whole life around other people. Uh, and so at some point, you start to be like, oh, all right. We gotta we gotta get the show back on the road, um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's hard to uh, imagine how long this could potentially go. So hopefully, you know, we're we're seeing positive developments in the world. Hopefully, that leads to us doing a in person road beers that doesn't end up on the internet. <laughs> well, I was and I was thinking about that for you too. Like just when you said that, uh, you know, we're all going through tough times and some days are better than others, but like for your day to day, you spend a lot of time with, even when you're not around people, just the freedom to drive and go like you spend as people have found out on this show that maybe didn't realize that you don't actually even live across the Ohio in Ohio borders. You're one mile into Michigan. You spend a ton of time in your car, just, you know, I'm I'm like, I'm like three months behind. I'm three months behind on, um crime junkies my true crime podcast i listen to when i drive to columbus every time Uh, i actually listened to a couple of them when i was mowing the lawn yesterday which is the first time i've been able to catch up on that stuff but yeah it's i really enjoy just having that free time where i'm in my own headspace and don't have to worry about much else what is Um, it like in there oh i mean it's it's scary but the, the point is like in my world, I, I have three dogs. I have a wife. We have a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. And uh, it becomes a challenge to ever find a moment of serenity. And I, Jerry, Jerry, uh, you know, Jerry Stiller, uh, toss one up to him, um, you know, to find that serenity. Like, And so those days in the car, like, that was my kind of calm down session. Um, so you certainly, I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that again in 10 days, um, which we can talk more about hopefully next week, but we'll see. I mean, it, it's just about, but again, the harder part is like, again, as the ninth of 11 children, I have 33 nieces and nephews. It's hard to like not see people when you're used to being around family that, that much. And then, you know, just, it's weird. It's weird, man. It's weird. Did you not want to grow interesting facial hair? Uh, no, I, I, I grow whatever facial hair I can grow and I can't grow a whole lot of it. So it, it just kind of stays where it is. Um, I'm happy with it. I hate shaving. I always have. And I'm glad that I'm not somebody who gets all bushy. Um, cause if I just let, if I let it go, it gets a little unkempt, but I don't get like, I don't grow like a, a, a mad beard. So do you think Chives has ever shaved before? I mean, he has a little like uh, shadow. But I can never tell if that's just because the lighting in his house is terrible. I actually shave just about every other day, but I take some breaks sometimes and go like three or four days. And then that's when 
uh, I start to be told you need to shave. Um, I'm on like a so, once a week, a trim session right now, like a once a week, just trim it up and that's it. If you, I mean, so, if you sign on to this podcast for, for shaving for how often we shave, the hair, you have come the to the hair, right place. The hair is different. Psycho uh, is actually at the groomer right now. So like, it's great that my dog can get a haircut, but I can't. Yeah. I can't. Shut up, Jives. Can we do that now? I don't even know what the rules are. I not, here, not here in Michigan. We are still not allowed uh, to get haircuts. I'm just still not any, in any hurry to go out. And I've said this on all the other shows, and this isn't about the you know, politics of it. I just I don't feel personally ready to go take the risk out there. And I'm fine with everyone having their own decisions on if they want to do that. But, like, you know, we've done this for two months, and I really, really, really want college football to happen, and I want to be able to cover it. And um, I just, you know, I'm, I'll, stay in, I'll stay inside for a couple more weeks and get to June. And, I mean, I went to the – continue to go to the grocery store and I played golf, and maybe that's just enough because I have enough things that are, you know, not everyone's yeah. doing. But Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think it's actually crazy, and I, this is certainly not what we're going to talk about on the show. But the fact that you say the politics of it, like, it's so crazy to me that there is a politics to it. Like, why on earth – does this issue have to do anything with politics is absolutely a surefire sign of that ever our country is losing its damn mind because it doesn't need to be a political issue yet. It is. Uh, I personally am fine taking chances. I would love to go get a haircut. I don't know. I don't know why I can go to the Kroger store around the corner and have 1500 people in it, but the haircut place literally right next door to it. I can't go into with one person. Like I, I don't get it. I'm not going to pretend to get it. I don't think it needs to be a political issue. I think it's just common sense and self decisions, right? Like if you don't want to, don't. If you do, do. I, I don't. I, I don't understand why it's a political issue. That's certainly not what we're talking about on this show. I apologize for bringing <laughs> up this matter, but I felt it was important to discuss. So it what's happening burning. over there in San Francisco. Isn't Berm, isn't it like the same thing? And I'm not saying that this is like every other disease, but like it's it's kind of like if you want to go out and do something, go out and do it. You know, the risk of, of everyday life, you know, there's just one added risk now. Uh, you know, if Austin doesn't feel comfortable going out and Berm does, I I, I just feel like Yeah, you know, I don't think anyone's wrong for the I don't think either side is necessarily wrong for just wear a mask. You wanna go out, wear a mask. You don't wanna yeah, go out, don't wear a mask. I, I don't have any Get problem doing it. I don't I, I, I think it's crazy. I see people driving down the street wearing a mask in their car by themselves. Like I think those people have, I think those people are, are missing the point. Um, but again, I, I just, I don't think it needs to be this big thing. Like I, I get it. It's a, obviously a very important issue. It's a, it's a scary unknown illness, but man, if you're under the age of 50, you're generally okay like 99.9 percent okay and uh but for the 0.01 percent if you don't want to go out you don't have to i think that's great like you, that that's the beauty of being able to make decisions for ourselves as human beings i don't know if, if this is right or wrong i know that it's silly but i've left the mask on in the car and kept driving with it because like i feel like you're not supposed to if you're out be touching around your face a lot so i just left it on no, I get that. And I think that that's the biggest thing about the mask issue in general is that people are wearing them are constantly fiddling with them. And so you're sort of invalidating the mask to begin with. I've seen people wearing gloves and touching everything and then leaving the gloves on them. Like that, that's not what that's for. You wear them and then you remove them and throw them away after using them for a particular issue. People who wear gloves through the entire day and they're not changing the gloves uh, you're missing the point. But again, I'm not an epidemiologist. Uh, I'm not a, vir a virologist. I just want to go get a haircut, man. Like, that's it. Uh, again, it's crazy to me that the Kroger store, which is absolutely physically next door to the place I get my haircut, can have 2,000 people in it, and I can't get a haircut next door with one person. That's just bonkers to me. I went to Kroger yesterday, and I've got – 
you know, I just, I can't understand this. I felt like in the middle of the quarantine went there and the Baja blast Mountain Dew zero sugar was everywhere. And you've got the, the end caps for it. Everyone's really, you know, I'm excited. It tastes delicious. And I don't understand this. Do you want me to explain this to you? Yeah, fine. Go for it. Supply chains are, are damaged. And so a lot of major corporations are limiting their SKUs to focus on their core products as opposed to all the diversifying that companies yeah, do. But Berm, they're also saying that this was always going to be a limited, a limited time run. And that's what I don't understand. If it's more no, limited than you imagine, more, more limited than you imagined. Yeah. But like people are going to stop buying Baja Blast. Why wouldn't you want to keep supplying that? Or uh, because carbon dioxide is running out. Firm. I, I thought we were producing. I thought we were producing too much carbon dioxide. I'm telling you, for, for soda distributors and places like that, they're running out of these of these things. I, I know it's stupid, it's insane, but that's what's happening. So like Coke and stuff like that, they're limiting their. My my brother is, uh, fairly. Um, he's worked for Kroger for 32 years and works in their, you know, front office and the corporate office. So these companies are limiting SKUs in order to make sure they have the basics out there. Um, in so that's what you're seeing even across the board, not just with soda, of course, but with all different products. Well, I didn't expect that I was going to get a real response to this. I was yeah. really just upset that because I also <laughs> love Code Red, and they used to make Diet Code Red, which is the greatest soda of all time. And sometimes I'll find it like there's the you and I have been on a bunch of road trips, and I think Chives and I found it maybe once in Indiana and the Michigan. Uh, gas stations seem to have the f world's finest selections. They sure do. They <laughs> sure do. Soda you want. But what I, I just don't understand the appeal of a limited run soda or pop, whatever you call it. I guess we, that's a whole other issue. Um, like, I grew up calling it pop my whole life. I moved to Arizona, and now I call it soda, and I can't go back. That's a weird switch. I know. I don't even know what caused it. I because I didn't call it soda as soon as I moved to Arizona back in two thousand and three. But by the time like two thousand five, two thousand six came around, I had completely switched, and now I can't go back. I hear people say pop now. I'm like, what are you talking about, pop? Get out of here. Chives, did you know that uh, Berm used to live in Phoenix? Actually, did you know that if you gave him a blank sheet of paper, he could draw you the entire uh, <laughs> layout, roads, and everything of Phoenix. It's pretty crazy, honestly. Pretty much he anyone can, could do that. It's a giant square. It's he pretty can simple also, to figure out. He can also guide the bus driver from the Fiesta Bowl, from the hotel, all the way to the stadium. Well, I certainly wouldn't have taken Glendale all the way across from Scottsdale. <laughs> That's idiotic. We could have hopped on the 51 and taken it down to the 10, and we would have been there in half the time. It took us 45 minutes to get there, and it should have taken us 25. The defense rests its case. I've been there for what? Uh, four Fiesta Bowls, plus I, uh, the best man at my wedding used to live in Phoenix. So I know it quite well, and it's very easy to get around in. But it is one of my favorite jokes when we're out there, and Chives is now part of it, where Phoenix expert, 10-year resident Jeremy Birmingham sits there and me, – Me and Ari, me and Ari, we're like this. We just we're, – we're becoming the same person. You are? Clearly. Oof. I hope. Burger King's fries are the best. Are you gonna unblock? No, are you gonna unfollow no. me on Twitter too, Bird? I mean, if who says I haven't already? <laughs> when was the last time you checked? <laughs> are you using one of those who unfollowed me accounts now, Chives, just to track it and make sure? No. Uh, when I decided to finally challenge Ari in an argument on Twitter, um, I went to his profile to find the latest tweet I could bark back at him with. And I noticed that he had unfollowed me because he said he was permanently done with me. Um, I haven't uh, heard from him in a while as far as like on the beats concerned. It seems like he's wrapped up in other things, but um, yeah, it, it appears that. Do you want to uh, take this? Do you want to take this opportunity to make either a public plea for Ari to return to your Twitter feed or, or no. to apologize well, for poking the bear? Or what? Hold on one second. I'm not going to apologize for poking the bear because I was right. That's true. If you back down now, uh, you'd have to be banished from road beers permanently. Yeah, I was, I was right. Should we see? I mean, I, here's the thing. Do you, yeah, you want me to text him and see if he wants to join us? No, I know. Here's the thing. I know that he does want to because there have been a couple different arguments that 
Um, I have also weighed in on, but I generally don't want to engage with them on Twitter and privately, you know, those conversations have, you know, they get um, spicy, I guess we could say. And, Ooh, spicy. But he has expressed an interest on popping on road beer. So I don't want to go too far down this road. I'm not sure, you know, all the logistics of, of him uh, appearing on different podcasts or the Letterman Road podcast, but he has, he wants to do that. And there's, that would be probably the longest, uh, most interesting show that we could ever do. Um, yeah. And I don't know, you know, if we'd have to invest in a mute button sensor to get the profanity out. Because As the host of the show, you, you control the mute button. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not that proficient yet at Zoom. I mean, well, I'm using it way more than I want to, but. Our, our, our post-production, our post-production crew could probably handle muting Ari. I could, def- I could 100% just go in post-production and just mute wherever I didn't want his points in there. <laughs> Which would be pretty, well, power, I mean, The power of editing. According to you, that would be pretty much every one of his points. <laughs> I mean, when the last time I argued with him, I brought a couple facts to the table, and then the the cherry was the screenshot. He didn't like it. He said he was done with me. He doesn't have to come on if you guys don't. If he doesn't need to. I mean, I love talking to Ari, so I don't. I, don't, I uh, like talking to him too. I like talking to him in person. On Twitter, it's just wait, a little too much. Yeah, you can't even do that anymore. He's probably. I know. He's probably blocked you. Yeah, if you didn't just get blocked. Not, no, because I still follow him because I need. I have to see these recruiting arguments. Who do you who so, do you know who who do you know that has you blocked on Twitter that you're like what in the I, world? Oh, here we here we go. Because I, this is an important topic to me. Honestly, like I have no person that has officially blocked me on Twitter that I know of. How about I'm sure you? there are people. How about you? Well, there's two that really bother me still. Um, the one that I just laugh at. The one that I laugh at is Bonnie Bernstein, who I've <laughs> never had any I – I guess to say I've never had any interaction with her is not true. Back in, like, 2014, she was talking about Johnny Manziel winning the Heisman and saying that he was going to be the first freshman Did you call him ever. Manziel? Johnny. Johnny Manziel. Jenny Manziel? I, th- I thought he said Jenny. Yeah. Je- whatever, Jenny, Johnny. Um, now that I think about it, Jenny, that's uh, a pretty, it's a pretty good knock. Um, but anyway, <laughs> she was, was talking about how like no freshman had ever won the Heisman, and this was like the year after Jamison Winston, as a redshirt freshman, won the Heisman. Or was do you know any of these guys' names? Jamison Winston, <laughs> man, Jamis, Jamison, J. Ja- Jamie, Jamie Winston. So I was like, actually, I did a, I did like, <laughs> I did a well, <laughs> well, actually. And I got blocked immediately for well, actually her, which I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty thin skinned. Nice yeah. job, Barbara Bernstein. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, Kurt I think Kurt there's Street. a word for that, Berm. What's that? Washer? Mansplaining. Oh, I mean, I well, actually her because I was like, this happened like last year. So. Yeah. You should probably know that. Um, and then Kirk Herbstreet has me blocked on Twitter because I, tr- I tried to defend him when he moved to Nashville a few years ago from Columbus because Buckeyes fans were apparently too much for him. So I said, hey, man, Kirk, keep on keeping on. That's all I said. And I got blocked. And I assume he just blocked everyone in that entire line of conversation. Yeah. And then uh, Cardell Jones has me blocked on Twitter. And I have no idea why. I don't know if it's I, – I have no idea why. And Cardell Jones is a part-time Letterman Row uh, <laughs> contributor and still has me blocked on Twitter, and I have no idea why. I've never said a negative word about Cardell Jones. I followed Cardell and talked to him back when he was a junior in high school uh, because of the recruiting stuff, and I, I don't know. I, that happened, like, sometime in the 2015 season – and again, I'm just going to assume that I was in a Twitter storm that involved a bunch of people who were sniping back and forth, and he just, you know, uh, wiped out everyone with with a block. But those are the three that I'm like, what, really? Barney Bernstein's funny to me because, again, I just 
all I did was say, well, that's not true. And then I was blocked. But the other two, I'm just like, huh, that's peculiar. That's, and we've talked about this on the show before when I said, you know, Cardale is one of my favorite people to have covered. And, you know, we've had him in a number of times to do stuff with Letterman Row. And I've done all access stories with him basically throughout his college career. So I just, I loved it when I would be communicating with Cardale and you would just be like, hey, can you ask him? <laughs> because it, it bothers me. And I'm like, what is the deal? And I, I just want, I just want some sort of clarification because I know my uh, online interactions with people. I am not like a, a troll. I don't go out there and, you know, snipe at people. I don't get on Twitter after a game and be like, well, Cardell Jones played like crap today. So I don't, there's not, it's not like somebody could, it's not like you could have been name searching and, and, decided, oh, that's a terrible take, and blocked me. Uh, I just – it, it blew my mind. Yeah, who in, who in the world would name search on Twitter and then find you and message you? They would just block you. Yeah, Right. That's they true. also probably – You know would... who else has blocked me? Sorry this, to interrupt. This, I was going to bring – Dre Kirkpatrick. And that one is because I said he sucked. And I think he just name searched me. Uh, and then blocked. I think he name searched himself and saw a tweet that I said where like he sucked. And so I said, "Oh, looks like the Bengals wasted another first round pick." And then he blocked me. That's a tough one. But you had you had one more Ohio State. I'm not talking about that one. I, that one's an obvious misunderstanding. It's been rectified. There's no reason to even bring it up. I, I don't. Oh know why. yeah. I don't I know, know what. There's obviously no reason for it because it's been rectified. And she, uh, when it, when she realized it, was like, oh, what in the world? How'd that happen? So that's it. Sure, the former first lady of Ohio State football, Shelly Meyer, had me blocked on Twitter. And I have no idea why. She has no idea why. Nobody in her family has any idea why it's been remedied. We're BFF now. But that's another case where I would get these messages like, oh, uh, yeah, I, I talked to uh, – because, to- because how could I deal with that? I couldn't Who just cares? It. You know how fragile my ego is. Like, if I, I don't know if I'm blocked by anybody because I just I don't care. I've got so tired of Twitter, and I have to use it. I want to be very clear. A few years ago, at a former employer that I worked with, somebody there worked part time, or also who worked on the website, also worked for Twitter. So they gave us a list of everyone that had a he, – he had a, a tool that he could search and see who had us blocked. So that's the only reason I knew. Oh, okay. So but it then, wasn't like I was, was searching it out. It was just like, a, hey, be, by the way, did you know that Jenny Manziel has you blocked? <laughs> so it wasn't like I was searching it out. I was given a list, and I was like, what in the world? All these people? I mean, some of them I understand, but – I mean, I guess I, I don't understand that group at all. I bet the Browns would have been way better off if they had drafted Johnny Manziel and not his sister, Jenny. Maybe. Browns would have been better off if they would have had not having a Steelers fan working in their media office two years ago. That's true. That was So you want, a, you want a, a great a great sub-story to that. It'll take about 30 seconds. I, when the day I got hired uh, to intern with the Browns for training camp, I had to – just find some stuff. I actually tweeted about Antonio Brown being on the cover of Madden the same day I got hired. And I got a message immediately. It was like, Hey, like, I know like this is not even a, it wasn't even a Steelers tweet. I was like, Oh, the Steelers are done this year. Antonio Brown's going to get hurt because it was the Madden curse. He's like, Hey, don't tweet about the Steelers. I was like, okay, that's fine. I can deal with that. So I was like, wait a second. Let me think. The Browns just hired Todd Haley as their offensive coordinator. I'm going to be interviewing Todd Haley once a week for six weeks maybe I should Twitter search Todd Haley's name on my Twitter because he had just gotten <laughs> fired by the Steelers. <laughs> I think there were about, I think there were about, well, okay. The Steelers played 16 games. They played 17 games because they made the playoffs. There were 17 hashtag fire Haley tweets that I had to delete once a week. I was just tweeting hashtag fire Haley. I was like, I was done with him as a, as a Steelers fan. And as him being the offensive coordinator, I was like, this guy sucks. And so then for training camp, I was like, I don't want anybody trying to find this because like once you work for those teams, all of those websites completely Twitter search you. If, you know, I can't remember what the website is that like checks team sites, like, oh, they just diss their own team on their site. Like I was not about to be a part of that. So I had to completely scrub all that stuff. I need, now I need to call Andrew Gribble and ask how exactly you got this internship without 
him doing any any research on, on the jeopardy that you were posing to the Browns with your Twitter account. I just – hey, if you search Fire Haley or Todd Haley on my Twitter account, I think the only thing is I wrote a story about the offense for the Browns in training camp 2018. But I was not about to – The Jenny Manziel era. <laughs> no, it was, that was Hugh Jackson, man. See, it was rough. That's like – I'm at the point where I, the, the amount of reward you can actually get out of Twitter is just diminishing, and everything seems to be a risk. Like, you don't have to weigh in on everything that happens. You don't have to, you know, attack players publicly or, or go out there and criticize. Like it, it, it sits there forever until Chives realizes that he needs to delete it for his employer. I mean, I just – I don't know. I don't get it. I, maybe I'm too old at this point. I, I'm at that point where I'm yelling, get off my lawn at social media. But, like, I rarely get on Facebook anymore. I still have it. I didn't get rid of the account. You guys know uh, and have teased me before. Uh, I don't, I've never had an Instagram account. I just, how much of it do you need? Like, yeah, you I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty close to over social media, and I, I don't know if it's been uh, exacerbated because of the condition of the world right now, and like every single tweet is just disgusting and nasty in one direction or another, and uh, there's not sports to really add as the buffer to what you used to see like you, you know I, I'm not as somebody who believes that people have to stick to sports if that's your job or whatever if that's what people follow you for I think you should tweet what you want especially if it's your personal account but there are a ton of people I follow that um, I follow primarily for sports that would occasionally mix in social commentary uh, and now it's like all social commentary and I'm like, okay, let's just – can we please get sports back, please? Yeah, I, 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 I feel kind of the same. I used to follow a lot of meme pages, um, but then memes became very trivial in a – uh, uh, not all memes are bad, but a lot of memes are, you know, under the political politically correct microscope. Um, so memes for me have just kind of, you know, there's a, discuss, a political correctness discussion around just about any meme there is on the internet now. Um, so I got rid of my memes pages. My thing with social media is I, I make of it what I want. Um, I, I follow a lot of sports accounts. I, and I think it is true for everybody. If you just make it what you want to make it, you don't, you know, you, you're not required by law to follow people. And so, you know, if I see something that I don't like from somebody tweet, even if I like a lot of their other tweets, get rid of them, unfollow, you know? So yeah. I kind of make a Facebook it. page. I have a Facebook page to interact with my mom. That's about it at this point. Um, Twitter, unfortunately, is the necessary evil for what we do. Me, personally, I am a big fan of Twitter. I think it's a good uh, avenue to uh, get a lot of good news if you follow the right pages and to see a lot of news that is necessary for you to see in real time as it happens. Um, but it's also, you know, if you uh, start following one wrong account, you can start following 15 wrong accounts, and then it snowballs out of control, and then you got a bunch of trolls in your uh, mentions. <laughs> And so, I don't know. I try and use it a lot more wisely than I used to. I'll say that. How many memes do you think that you, you've made yourself, Chives? Me? Yeah. Okay, so uh, full disclosure, uh, when Drake came out with one of his albums where he was sitting up on the – I believe that's Views. Yes, I believe yeah, that's Yeah, he was views sitting up on the, the, the CN Tower, I think it is. Yeah. And uh, – yeah. Michigan, Michigan's football account tweeted contest, see who can make the best meme. And it was Harbaugh sitting on top of the scoreboard at Michigan stadium. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is easy. So I photoshopped Ezekiel Elliott being lifted by Billy Price in Michigan stadium onto the jumbotron and tweeted it. And it, and like half of the football team found it. Like Zeke had retweeted it. Michael Thomas had retweeted it. And then I had Michigan fans in my mentions I was like a sophomore in college, just like messing around. Yeah. And all of a sudden I had like thousands of Michigan fans coming at me as if I had just said Donovan Peoples-Jones underachieved in college or something like, <laughs> like just insanity. But every once in a while I'll make a meme. Like I made a meme. I made a meme for Berm like the first week I had worked at Letterman Row of Letterman Row dunking over top of something. Yeah. And I was like, you know, every once in a while I can make some funny memes, but like, 
I'm not going to go out of my way to just blast people with memes like crazy. It's me, I'm a, Chives. I'm a funny meme maker, baby. That's the way it I'm, I'm far more of a GIF user than a meme user. Yeah. I, memes I to, think that there needs to be a class taught uh, for GIF usage on the internet. Yeah, Austin should who, teach it. I wonder who the first enrollee in that class should be. It, it certainly would have some interesting uh, in, attendees, I imagine. But I, I love gifts so much. Uh, memes take a lot of effort. You know, I, I don't have time for that. But I've got an extensive... Ain't nobody got time for that. I, I think that's my favorite thing to do right now. Like, we talk about how to use your account and, and everyone has their own, you know, approach to that. It's, I'm talking about the way they cover the team and, you know, the amount of, you know, live tweets that you might see from a press conference. And we don't do that at Letterman Row because we prefer that you uh, read about it on our site. Um, and I think you can probably get that from 25 other people. That's not our business. People can, as you said, people can do whatever they want with it. Like that happens with game play by play too. And I just, I used to do that, obviously, uh, you start, you get on Twitter and you think that's what you're supposed to do and people seek that out, but you're either watching the game or you're at it. I don't know who needs to follow Twitter to get live play-by-play updates. So I've decided that when there's just big plays or something where I don't have a, you know, I don't want to just regurgitate what happened. That's my favorite thing now is to just find a gift that describes the play. And I, I've really carved out, I think, a nice niche for myself there. Yeah, I mean, I you're good at it. I'm not going to complain about it. I think it's pretty funny. There are times where I sit beside you in the press box, and then all of a sudden I see this gift pop up on my screen. I'm like, oh, this is funny. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> there are times when I am um, wondering how you guys are doing during a game, and I get really sad and very, like, uh, annoyed and also jealous, but mostly annoyed. Uh, side question, Burn, real quick. Um, how much are you going to miss being the Letterman Row meteorologist if there's no football? I mean, why can't I? What? What? What do I? Why can't I continue to tell you guys if it's going to rain? It's going to rain. F- football or not, I can tell you if it's going to rain. It's raining right I now. Will, there are just few things in life that uh, I look forward it's to. It's easy for you to say when you're sitting and in, in the, the cushy fall, press box. And you don't in have to fall, worry about camera gear freezing or getting soaking wet. Or, I mean, it, it's a miserable situation on the field when you're carrying around 50 pounds of equipment and it's raining and snowing and wind blowing in your face. It is not great. Your camera gear freezes. Like, it's not a comfortable situation. So, yes, yeah, Spencer, I'm sorry if my being annoyed by crappy weather upsets you. There are a few things I enjoy about life. One of them is good coffee in the morning. I believe that's well documented here. A second one is is good beer. Um, dinner with my girlfriend is probably a third one. And then the fourth one, I would have to say, is a Friday message from Berm in the fall telling me what the weather's going to be the next day. Don't forget Schindler's List. That's on there. <laughs> dinner with his girlfriend. Wow. Really, really G-rated show here on Road Beers. Chives. I mean, come on. The fact is, Chives, I would have hoped that you spending – one half of a football game working as a photographer last year at the Big Ten Championship game would have given you some understanding. One half? Of, I mean, I didn't see it Where for were, most hey, of the game. Here, so. Quick question. Quick question, Austin. <laughs> here's, here's a trivia question, Austin. Where yeah. was I when Jeremy Ruckert had a one-handed touchdown catch? I was on the sideline trying to get the shot and got a super blurry shot of it. Where was Berm? I was Drinking water under the, under the stadium. I was uploading photos as my job is because there was because some, because because my second photographer that day took 8000 photos i did take 8000 photos and so i had a few more to sort through than normal wait so my apologies for people who don't know like what is a what's a normal amount of photos i take 3000 or so for a game from the time it starts to finish spencer in the one game that he worked took 5500 and that's yeah. on top of the 3,500 that I had taken for myself during that game. Yeah. So, uh, and he was working with one camera, and I'm carrying three. Our, so, our fantastic boss, uh, Will Crawl, made sure that the camera was on the quick shutter speed. So when I took one picture, it took five, no matter what. 
So, like, if you have a picture of Justin Fields jogging into the locker room, which has become a good photo we use on, on the website every once in a while, uh, I had – there are actually – if you go into the, the uh, drive with all of the photos in it, there are actually five or six of them. And so everything was multiplied. Or 40. Could Listen, be. Uh, who's to, who's uh, my, to the, say, honestly? The, the point of this is that <laughs> – Probably Berm. The, the point of this is just – in that one game where you got to understand a little bit of what life is like down there on the field, that was in a very controlled environment, indoors, in a dome, 72 degrees, perfect weather, one camera for you. I would hope that you would understand why inclement weather is such an annoyance to me during a game. Yeah, I mean, that game, I took 21,000 hungover steps that day, and I didn't get out of bed until, like, noon. So, I mean, yeah, I understand how taxing it is on you. Noon? I just – well, yeah, I remember the Oklahoma nobody was, Baylor game. Nobody was, was out of bed at noon. Oh, we had Jimmy John's delivered by then. Yeah, I was. The Oklahoma Baylor game started. I hopped in the shower. I was uh, back on the couch at around twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. Jimmy John's delivered to the room. Burn missed the second shot he tried, and <laughs> yeah, I didn't even try it. I told you I wasn't even gonna try it. You'll I thought you did try it. It could never replicate it. He I knows, will never replicate it, so I will never try it again. again. That's one of the finest traditions that we have on this beat is we have the same same hotel. We stay at every time in Indianapolis, which is, you know, every first week in December, we can pretty much count on being there. We get the same room because it's got the two bedrooms um, and Jimmy John's delivers. We did that a couple. We've probably hit up delivery from that Jimmy John's five or six times. Sure have. Um, which – you know, it doesn't get enough credit, I think, in the sandwich argument. I mean, Berm and I are obviously big proponents of Jimmy John's. Um, I think that the, the ability to get it quickly and it's consistent, I mean, except for when they keep cutting your sandwich for some reason. What the hell is going recently. on? Uh, uh, and the overall quality comp- with the consistency and the ability to get it quickly and it's available pretty much everywhere makes it a much better – sandwich option than people give it credit for would you say it's the official sandwich place of the midwest i mean it's from illinois it's the official it's sandwich place of letterman row there's no doubt about that absolutely correct there's a crazy sponsorship opportunity that we're missing here hey I, I mean berm and i during the season was that tuesdays we have the yeah the new tuesday set up with day and then players coming into the woody team room to talk and we're there berm gets down to Columbus about 11. We're in the Woody until 2. We don't have any lunch. And as soon as we're done, we come back to uh, this HQ, not the one downtown. Work from here. And Berm swings by Jimmy John's. Two sandwiches, either a 7 or an 11 for me. S&V or the J-Chips. You got to make that call. It's tough. That's, yeah, I mean, that's a big decision. Every day, it really just – every day, every day. Yeah. And that's the big – you know, that's Tuesday. Like, that's another thing that we're missing. Like – I haven't had Jimmy John's in two months. I haven't had it with you since when? December? Austin. Austin last no, week I think the I... last day that we had it, sorry, just cut you off there, Chives, uh, was probably March 11th. Oh, yes. We did. It was when we got back from North Carolina. We had it that day before I drove back to Ohio. We had it before we saw Javari Ritzy. No, I'm we had it in Ohio when we got back. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had it the next day before I took off back to back to back job. Yeah. So I was thinking about this last week and I, I told Corey uh, after I had dropped the beer off to you, Austin, I said, it's the weirdest thing that I just saw my coworker for 30 seconds. And it's the first time in two months that I had seen one of my coworkers. And I just think that's absolutely insane. So that means that it's been even longer since I've had Jimmy John's. You know, especially with with you guys, so it's it's just kind of I don't know. It's weird. It's another also, layer of like things that you're just like that you you are missing right now that you never thought you'd miss. Like, oh, I'm just going to grab this Jimmy John sandwich with Austin and Burn. No, it's not just a Jimmy John sandwich anymore. It means a little it's more. Fr- it's friendship. It's an event. It means everything. Also, what are you guys doing uh, for Liberty's birthday? Are you just that's coming up, right? It's like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, next uh, we got five, six weeks. She keeps changing what she wants, and 
uh, it depends on what week, what movie she's watching, really. Because right now, we've last week was Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. And we, so she was watching it every day, sometimes twice a day. Every day? Yeah, every day, every day. Yep. Uh, so that, that shifts. She just started watching Up this week, which, man, uh, I don't think any adults should be forced to be tortured with that every single day because it doesn't get any less sad. It's a gut wrencher. Uh, I don't. Why do they start it with so much emotion? I mean, my lord, it's not fair. Uh, um, that's a, that's a gut wrenching movie. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess um, the the ten year old turns eleven next week, and you know everybody in her grade and everyone in the world now does these stupid uh, drive by. And she's like, I do not want that. And we're like, oh, okay, well. Guess we'll it's, figure something out. Well, yeah. So the, the hard part um, for us is like Allie's side of the family is so big, you know, with the, the three brothers and they're all married. The one uh, oldest brother has four kids. So just right off the top, you're already at over the 10 people. And I don't know. Yeah. If the, I mean, I think that we would be for a family sort of a function when we already have topped 10 before when, when, Patrick got married and we did that uh, or later in March. Um, you know, I don't know. We, it has to be in the yard. We're still trying to get stuff outside and stay safe. Um, my mother-in-law, you know, is still occasionally seeing patients. She, a nurse practitioner, and, you know, uh, she's seeing, you know, people with COVID and then has to go back into quarantine and it, restarting the clock. It's like, I don't know. Um, the easy part would surprisingly be just trying to get Liberty to pick on a theme. The harder part is going to be, you know, deciding, you know, how to get people here and, you know, how long it's going to take for gifts to arrive from my side of the family with Amazon, the postal service and everything else taking forever right now. But I mean, I keep tell you said it, like we've talked about it and I know it's next month, but it's like, I can't even wrap my mind around what things are going to happen in five weeks. Cause I just yeah. it's like football. I don't know. I, I keep waiting for there to be some sort of magical go ahead. And that's obviously not happening. So I don't. Only I don't in know. the SEC. <laughs> what are, what are these chimes? Yeah. Was there something today where they like SEC presidents were going to vote on letting players back on June 1st or June 15th? Like, what are we talking isn't, about here? Isn't it time to start the Letterman row Knoxville associate uh, edition? <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know. You bring these guys back. You want to go down to Knoxville? I just want to go somewhere. Okay. I'm going to. Hey, I'm going to Gatlinburg next week and next month. I can tell you guys how it is in down in Knoxville. Oh yeah, I really need your help on that, Chives. Yeah. Hey, Chives. I mean, you know, Austin used to live in Tennessee. <laughs> hey, you know what? As long as I don't care what's going on in Knoxville, as long as the cookout's open on my way through on my way to Gatlinburg. That's all I care about. We don't need to talk about cookout again. I mean, Tennessee is one of the craziest beats known to man. If you have a knock, if we have a Knoxville chapter, which it would be a fine place for it. If expansion and football is played again, um, expansion for the site and football being played again. Uh, it will probably be a good fit, but man, I, I have no desire to go back and cover anything related to that team ever again. Three years of covering that team is the equivalent of 30 years uh, of real life. It's just the biggest grind in the world. Make sure you tag hashtag V4L on Twitter when you uh, announce that we're, the show's done. And make sure you tell folks to turn into the 56-minute mark. Because that's when Austin really drives it in to the Tennessee Volunteer fan base. Hashtag balls. That's stupid. So, boy, I don't even – the ball for life hashtag and that whole thing, that was started by Derek Dooley. So everyone who hates it, like they still use it. If you had a coach, like it, it doesn't really apply to any anything at Ohio State, but like who came up with this bizarre slogan – and then missed a bowl and lost to Vanderbilt, lost to Kentucky. Why would you still be using his slogan? Like it's the same reason 
that Michigan fans refer to Ohio State as Ohio after Brady Hope came up with it and then didn't lead them to a bowl game. Yeah, like you're taking cues from this guy. <laughs> Wyoming had that when I was when I was covering that team and when I was in college both where Joe Glenn was there. And he used to say, Powder River, letter buck. That was his that was his ball for life. That was his catchphrase. He, he did some weird research and like some maybe some army unit from the Powder River Basin used to say it. And he's like, that's going to be our rallying cry. Powder River, letter buck. I'm like, it, nobody says that here. It's go pokes and W-Y-O. You're not going to create this new Powder River letter buck hashtag. And if you get fired, which you did, nobody's going to ever say it again. Why I've would never it? Heard, I've never heard of it until now, and I'm, I wish I had hadn't. You're going to start – you're going to start saying – so like he wanted it to be a call and response. That sounds like a country song. Powder River, country buck. Well, that's what he wanted it – Boy, be, those hashtags really suck. <laughs> he wanted it to be a call and response. Like one person would say Powder River, and then the, the response would be letter buck. Sort of like O-H-I-O, your favorite chant of all time. And I, I just – it was so, so stupid. I couldn't wait well, to get fired. And then they replaced him with Dave Christensen from Missouri, who also was a failure. But he basically tried to wipe away all semblance of Wyoming history and culture, which was a bridge too far. Somewhere in the middle, Craig Bowl style, that's where I like it. Well, it's kind of the same thing that Western Michigan went through uh, just a couple years ago. I went to the Ohio-Western Michigan uh, MAC title game that Ohio definitely should have won. Did Frank Solis uh, win that game or not? No, no, he did not. Okay. Uh, no, just checking. Uh, his quarterback, his quarterback got hurt on the last drive of the game. They had to the bring in the back. I know that Berm is because it was through an interception for a championship. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, anyways, uh, there was about 40,000 Western Michigan fans in, in the, the, uh, in Ford field. And, uh, they were all chanting, row the boat, row the boat. And I, it was very, I was very curious. I said, so I asked one of them, I said, Hey, next year, when this guy leaves for a different job, are you guys still going to say row the boat or is this going to be like something that just fades away? And he's like, Oh, we're not going to use it. He's like, once PJ leaves, we're not going to use it. I was like, so the entire rallying cry behind this entire program is just going to be wiped away when this guy leaves. What kind of tradition is that? What kind of tradition is that? Well, it isn't one Spencer. Would you rather have row the boat or powder river letter buck? Oh God. Uh, Or O H I O burn. Well, I, I think one of them is at least like, tradition and historical uh and it's not powder river row the buck what is that powder river letter buck i just like how pj fleck at least added on to to minnesota's like he's not going to wipe away sky yuma he's like hey you can have sky yuma we're still gonna be hey row the boat sky yuma and he's he says it all together i think so at have, least he didn't i think chives though you have to give western michigan credit because they're a max school that actually got a coach who wanted to achieve something and leave. And won a championship and then left. He didn't just want to bilk the university of money for a decade plus and never win anything. Like, aren't you jealous of that? As a guy who, I mean, oh, you, oh, no. How about that Jackie O's? Yeah. Let's talk about beer. It was good. That was a fantastic chive by as uh, we can start getting to that part of the show and winding down chives, uh, Took one week to go down to Athens. I had two special deliveries. Uh, Berm got one as well from Landgrave, yes. our friend James. Uh, and Berm's got that up there, the experimental. It was wonderful. I, we, we both told him how good it was. He said that they're making more in about two more weeks. That'll, there'll be another batch of that because it was that's one of the best beers they've made in a long time. I don't think I really had much of that cashmere hop before, but a lot of – I can't remember ever having it, but it was fantastic. That was one of the, my favorite beers I've drank this year. And then Chives brought – going to have to get it. What do we, what do we have, Chives? The feeling fuzzy crowler from Jackie O's? Kind of fuzzy, the peach wheat, um, which I certainly enjoyed. I've had it a couple years ago, but it's a seasonal, so it's pretty – it's actually a, a limited seasonal, so you don't find it very often on tap. They're in the tap room. Uh, and then Lost Marbles. Did you like the IPA? I did. Yeah. The citrus hazy. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I'm always a huge fan of the Raz Wheat. Uh, it's a, it's an Athens staple. Um, 
So Allie, yeah. Allie devoured that. She's always, ever since we've been back in Ohio, has has drank that. I I don't know why. I I don't think raspberry is for me. I, I can get with the fruit beers. Raspberry just doesn't doesn't connect. Maybe it's the raspberry. I don't know. The other one that I just have fallen in love with recently is the Who Cooks for You IPA. If you've I, you've probably drank all three of them that I left for you, but if you have a chance to get that, like Berm, if you've never had it, Who Cooks for You from Jackie O's is just fantastic. And the other one from Jackie O's that that has to be talked about as one of the the best ones that they rarely ever have is the pawpaw wheat because there's a lot of pawpaws grown down there. If you can get your hands on some pawpaw wheat at any time in a growler or a crowler, it's definitely a win for you. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I'll say about my beer for this week. And I, went, I also – go ahead. Sorry. I obviously went to keep uh, somewhere in particular in business last week, and they had just released a uh, strawberry banana milkshake IPA. And, oh, baby, we are in business there. That's what I was – I mean, not – that I was talking about sit, but uh, Toledo's best brewery, which I think is inside the five um, had this uh, strawberry milkshake IPA and it was incredible. Like one of the best beers I've ever drank. My sister-in-law who does not drink beer tried it and she's like, Oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever drank. Made me go and buy her a growler to take home back up to to Grand Rapids, Michigan. So um, that strawberry milkshake IPA was phenomenal from inside the five. Phenomenal. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we've been doing this for a while. That's probably about enough for now. Thanks, James. Thank you for the delivery. Uh, I am not going to argue if you want to send more of that. That was incredible. Hopefully, well, I'll be in Columbus in two weeks, and I can pick some up uh, while I'm there. So. Yeah, I think I've talked to him. I don't want to speak for their business, but it's not, with the huge beer garden at Land Grant, I think next week or so, they're not looking at this weekend, but maybe Tuesday or something, he told me. Um, they're trying to be very cautious, as everyone is and should be right now. They don't want to rush it and make sure they get it right. But Land Grant has a huge outdoor space that should be a way to you know, start getting people back out there to drink their beer and not just uh, through delivery, uh, home delivery or drive-through or to-go and Maybe that means we'll be able to get back out there and start doing some podcasts and events the way we were planning to uh, back when we did the Letterman Roquium and we're starting to build that relationship with Land Grant. It was just great, uh, great local business, great community, great people. Uh, we miss all that. Obviously, uh, want to get back out anywhere with you guys and drink some beers and not just talk about it on Zoom. And uh, But through another episode of doing that, in the meantime, uh, this has been Road Beers. That's Jeremy Birmingham. That's Chives. I'm Austin Ward. This has been our show this week. Hope you made it this far and enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.